Welcome to From Skirts to Scrubs. I'm Alicia. And I'm Charlotte. And we are two medical students trying to figure out our place in medicine by looking to the past and to current events to try and understand the impact they have on us as women in medicine and women in general. Yeah, and you can find or follow us on social media. We have an Instagram and a Facebook, which are at From Skirts to Scrubs. We also have a Twitter, which is at FSTS underscore podcast. And you can also check out our website for more information on our episodes. We have show notes. We have our sources listed. We have merch. All those things are at scrubs.com. Yes. And you can also subscribe to our podcast on any podcasting app that you use, as well as leave a rating and review. And if you want to do that, Apple Podcasts is the best place. Yeah. And oh my God, welcome back to season three. <laughs> We're back. We missed you Guess guys. Guess who's back? Boop, boop, boop. Back, back again. again. <laughs> us. That's yes, who, in case us. you were wondering. Three months gone, but we're back for episode 31. Just crazy. Oh my, I kind of like how season three starts in the 30s. It really, it really soothes my soul. Ma'am, what were you expecting? <laughs> season They're 10 two? episode seasons. No, but season two started with episode 11. <gasps> oh, you're <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm dumb. That's great. I love that. Right? That makes it so soothing. But before we jump into the season, since Alicia and I have been gone for like three months now for you guys, we thought we'd give some life updates. So Alicia, what's been going on with you? I, you know, nothing much. Just in my clinical year, which is my second year of med school at my med school, and I've been in the hospital. I just finished my internal medicine rotation, which I will be sharing more about with you in the next episode. And yeah, I've just been learning a lot, learning a lot of medicine, talking to a lot of patients, uh, highs and lows, but it's been, it's been a good three months. A busy what about three you, months. Char? <laughs> um, what, have, what have I been doing? I've been finishing my second year of medical school, which sounds weird because Lisa just started hers, but we're in different med schools with different timelines. So I just finished my second year in December. And during that, I just was studying a lot and honestly having more time to do things like read and hang out because the podcast takes a lot of time and we love it so dearly, but the break was really nice. Um, and now I'm just going to start studying for a big test. My big first board exam coming up. And then I get to start my third year, which is when I will be doing rotations just like Alicia is now. So you'll get my experience in a couple of months, but Alicia's got a lot to say for now. Yay. Yeah. So exciting. Look at us doing things. I know we're so ad- adult, right? No, maybe. I don't know. But yes, that's what we've been up to, but we're so excited to be back for this third season. We have so many fun episodes in stores and some new things to um, air for you guys too in a couple of months. So this season should be fun. Yay. Yeah. But now we're going to talk about this episode today. And I'm super excited about this episode. It's really fun. And we're going to start season off by talking about something very magical and ancient, but also kind of natural and modern in a way. And that is witches. Witches Natural been- and modern. Yeah. Man, y'all have to see. So witches throughout history are commonly women, which is why this topic applies to our podcast. And we will be discussing how the history of witches is interwoven also into the history of medicine and healing and feminism, actually. So all all the things the podcast is about, our podcast is basically witches when you add all three things together. So it's just- Charlotte and I are actually witches. (laughs) 
we might be, you never know. But before we get into it, Alicia, tell me what you know about witches. Oh, shoot. I forgot we do this. <laughs> you uh, forget every single episode we do. This. I know, but I really forgot. Um, okay. I know that they were in Hocus Pocus, my favorite Halloween movie. Oh, next movie. to Halloween Town, also about witches. Yeah, yep. Um, I know that they were burned at the stake. They were boiled in oil and all these scary things during um, the witch trials when they were hunted. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they are essentially women who existed outside the norms that society placed upon them, many of them being either women of color or women, queer women, mm-hmm. or anything that was deemed unnatural. Unnatural. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, you're on to something. You said you didn't know things, but you know things. Okay, well, with that, let's get into the episode then. Let's do it. So let's get into the episode. So to start off, what even is a witch? Like technically. And the answer is honestly different depending on which part of the world you're talking about. So we're going to talk about some different parts of the world very briefly for each one. But the witches in Christian history were said to be devil worshipers and practitioners of dark magic. And this is said in both the New and the Old Testament, um, which is basically, if I remember correctly, before Jesus and after Jesus. Um, and witchcraft was said to be an abomination. And then um, in Egyptian history, the, the Code of Hammurabi mentions that there was a cure for when a man um, had put a spell, had a spell put on him, saying that if the man went and plunged himself in a holy river, it would cleanse him of the spell. Um, so kind of alluding that there were witches in Egyptian history and thought. Ooh, spooky. Mm-hmm. In Judaism, magic was acknowledged like through the religion. Um, however, it is forbidden, except when you create an illusion with your magic. <laughs> <laughs> it, magic is forbidden unless you're doing dope card tricks then it's fine guess what card i pulled out of the stack if you can guess that's okay yeah exactly their example was if someone was gardening but their magic was creating an illusion of someone gardening then it was okay but <laughs> if you were using your magic to garden then that was not okay. I feel like it has to do with like, now I think about it. If you're using your magic on something, alter your own reality, then like you're disrupting the balance of nature, I guess. I could see it like that compared to like an illusion. Like that's not real. Mm. So I don't know. But I actually saw some things that said that various rabbi throughout history um, have practiced magic, like creating the golem in Judaism or like, some a small calf in one instance like to eat a calf like yeah, a like cow yeah like a baby cow magic apparently was used by rabbis so magic in judaism good bad unsure but they acknowledge it exists which is cool in islam they distinguish between good and bad magic so they're not saying that magic itself is inherently bad it's just how you use it in the end um which makes sense it's kind of a very voldemort dumbledore situation they're both mm. great wizards. 
and you can't deny they're both great wizards, but one uses his magic for good and one uses his magic for bad. The magic itself is not what's evil. It's the intention behind it. So very meta. I feel like that's the basis of a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, like yeah. With great evil and great good and yep. intention. Like, oh my God. Exactly. Um, in some Indian myths, when a witch, when a woman was a witch, her feet would point backwards. That's how you knew she was a witch. I always knew you were a witch, Charlotte. Because <laughs> my feet point backwards. Yeah, and it really freaked me out. And you told me it was just a defect, but... <laughs> I know the truth now. Yeah, now you know. And then in Japan, there were two types of witches. There was fox witches and snake witches. And fox witches seemed to be more like a hereditary thing. Really get like a family of fox witches. And yeah, so that's only a couple of really quick examples of different witches throughout the world. Every culture, basically culture, religion, area of the world, like has an idea of what a witch is in their um like schema of life and so it changes a lot but something that's really consistent across like the world of witches is that a couple things which is use magic but more for harm is what it always is made out for that the witch is using magic to do bad things the witches are immoral within their own beliefs which is communicate with evil or with the devil or with bad spirits and you can stop a witch you can get rid of her spell, cure someone from some ailment she's done, or just harm the witch in general by harming the witch. Like the things, the crazy things they would do for mm. witch trials. Um, so if you harm the witch, it would undo their spell. Which honestly, you see in a lot of pop culture stuff, like, oh, if the witch dies who casts a spell, then the spell's no longer there. Right, or like if you pour water on the witch, she'll melt. Logic. Yes. Uh, but the history of witches is surprisingly less about who the witches were, the explanation of like, what is a witch? And more like what was done to them. So I mentioned a couple examples of like witches in really ancient history and like the beginnings of religious text, but more specifically, witches really came about in history in the mid 1400s in Europe because of the witch hunts that came up. As Christianity really started to take a hold over Europe, the fear of witches grew exponentially um a big part of christianity becoming a large religion was completely banishing other religions and making it illegal to practice other religions and that's where the term like a pagan religion comes from pagan religions aren't like the religion's not called pagan that's what was termed it when actually it was religions that have been around for centuries like the roman empire becoming christian if you were believing in roman mythology and roman gods then that was considered pagan later on. Oh, interesting. I totally didn't realize that at all. So there isn't a, so it's like pagan religions are just religions outside of like mainstream the, religion. Yeah, that, that's my understanding of it. And there are like some religions today that self-identify as pagan religions, okay. but it seems like a lot of the religions throughout history would just be I'll give an example later of one that was considered a pagan religion, but it was something that was practiced for centuries and it wasn't like called pagan. There was a lot of like looking at people differently when Christianity started to take over Europe. And so the fear of witches came about. This was very common in between like the 1400s and 1600s. And in this time, tons of women were accused of witchcraft and they were tried and they were executed. The question is, who would be executed? How would you be accused of a witch? Like if you're just an everyday gal living her life, 
like, how would you be accused of which? But as you kind of said at the beginning, Alicia, like anyone who wasn't in the norm of society could be a witch. So if you were a single woman, you could be accused of being a witch. If you were a widow or just an elderly woman, you could be considered a witch, which is so sad because in a lot of cultures, elderly women are like wise and they're to be respected. And this was a situation where it's quite the opposite. Um, and they could be tried as witches. Also women who were like very sexual and had multiple sexual partners were seen as witches. Poor women were seen as witches. If you didn't like someone, you could just say they were a witch. Any woman that didn't fit the model of a good, like Christian woman could be called a witch. And these women would be tried and sentenced to horrible deaths, like by hanging or by burning a live steak or like burning an art like the oil thing you were talking about. And I remember one story I learned from high school about trying witches where they would tie rocks to women's like ankles and throw them in a lake. Uh And then if the woman floated like a duck, then she was supposedly a witch and then they'd kill her. But if you sink to the bottom of the lake, then you are not a witch. But in that case, you were already dead. There was no winning in this trial. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of something like it's a pretty popular okay. story. Like when you explain witch trials, because it's just it shows like how unfair it was and how there was really no chance for the woman to defend herself. Because in this situation, they're like, oh, we're putting her on trial. It's fair. But in the end, she dies either way. Over a period of 300 years, nine million women were estimated to be executed in witch trials. Oh, my God. Which has been termed the woman's holocaust. Wow. Isn't that insane? Hey, everyone. Future Charlotte here. I was doing some additional reading after we recorded the episode, and I just wanted to update some of the findings. So the number of 9 million women being killed is actually more of an out-of-dated source, and more modern researchers and estimates say that there were maybe about 100,000 witch trials across the world in that time, and at least half of those witch trials resulted in execution, and around 90% of the people killed were women. So there was still a huge amount of people killed, especially considering the small population at that period of time. The population was nothing compared to what it is now. So even for that many women to die, it by no consideration would be considered anything other than a gender side. All right, now I'll let everyone get back to um, past Charlotte and Alicia. Oh my God. Huge persecution of women. Um, and this wasn't just in Europe, in the United States, um, which is pretty popular in US history to learn about is the Salem witch trials that took place in 1692. Um, the trials began after two young girls literally so young, a nine-year-old named Elizabeth Paris and an 11-year-old Abigail Williams were overcome with an illness that today people actually think was a poisonous fungus. So I really wonder what it was, but at the time they didn't know that. And they just thought it was like, these girls were having spasms or their limbs were flailing all over the place. They were screaming uncontrollably. And they thought they were like hexed by a witch. Mm. And more women in this specific community in Salem seem to be infected by maybe this fungus, they think. But more people start showing these symptoms. So people started getting terrified, which led to the, one of the first like major examples of mass hysteria. So we talked about hysteria in episode 30, the last episode of season two. And just what hysteria means is very complex. And I definitely encourage you to listen to the episode. But mass hysteria is often 
um, a term used to explain like a community that all has the same emotions being elicited and they're like kind of extreme. And this is what Salem Witch Trials really was because it was a situation that people know, didn't know what was going on and it spiraled into this mask like community witch hunt. So they started looking for witches that were doing these hexes and they actually got one woman to confess to witchcraft saying that she was practicing black magic. And her name was Tituba, and she was the slave of the Paris family. So one of the girls who was sick. Have you ever read The Crucible? Yes. Yeah. I just remember Tituba was like a big part of it. And I mean, she was like a small part of the story, but I Mm -hmm. feel like her storyline stuck with me the most because she was the only woman of color in that entire play. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of the start yeah. Or the way that they saw it was that she was the start of this plague that hit their town and like exactly. caused and a bunch of women to become witches. Yeah. And she was also the first woman to be put to death in Salem. Oh, my so gosh. So I think this is a lot about the idea of like witches where women outside of the norm, people of color would be at that time considered outside of the norm. So for them to try an enslaved woman, an enslaved woman. And then execute her as the first execution, even though other women were on trial at the same time. Just says a lot about what was going on in the 1600s. Yeah. Uh, and it also ties into what you were saying about outsider religions, because mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Tituba was from like a Caribbean island. And mm-hmm. so they thought that she practiced voodoo, mm-hmm. which is still even today very closely associated with, with witches witches even though it's so. a religion yeah exactly right. if anyone has watched the originals it's a cw show <laughs> my favorite shows but it's set in new orleans and there's the witches of the community because it's a supernatural show run like the voodoo shops and stuff um and then for the Sam witch trial 150 women were accused during that time and 18 were executed and yeah. this mass hysteria of women in the christian influence of it was again, across the world. So even in Africa, there were a lot of executions as um, like missionaries went to Africa and brought the Christian religion and incorporated it into a lot of communities. Women who were practicing like healing and rituals from before like their communities had become Christian, they soon would be would be seen as witches and tried for that. That's not good, no. And then another thing that happened with the trials is that physicians actually took a role in this because they would often be brought in to say if the woman was have had like a mental illness or something, like if she had mental illness, they were able to diagnose and they couldn't try her for a witch, which is kind of like how, um, if you're tried in court today, if you have um, a psychiatric condition, then your trial looks different. Yeah. Interesting. Physicians, once again, putting their um, toes in places they maybe shouldn't be because I don't know about you, but I've never learned about witches in the curriculum. I don't know how I would distinguish one. That seems like a very huge hole in our medical school educations. Exactly. How I will be petitioning to have that added yeah, so exactly. I can round out my education. I know. Why is physicians like 500 years ago know what a witch is? And I don't know what a witch is. I thought medicine was advancing. Anyway. <laughs> It was crazy, but it's interesting to talk about who was prosecuted. So on the topic of physician evaluation, many of the women who were, who were tried for witchcraft actually had epilepsy. 
Oh, why? So there's an interesting history between epilepsy and witchcraft, which kind of makes sense because if you're having a seizure, since epilepsy is a seizure disorder and you're unable to control um, your limbs, your salivation, you're like, there's liquid coming out of all parts of your body. It's really extreme and you don't understand what's going on medically. Like I could see what people would think people were possessed with evil spirits or with the devil or things like that. So one study actually looked at communities across South America, and a lot of them thought that epilepsy was caused by evil spirits. So the Mayan culture of Zetel believed that epilepsy was due to the attacks of animal spirits. And apparently in this culture, Mm. everybody had like an animal spirit connected to them. But if something went wrong with your spirit, it could cause epilepsy. Or it was the cause of the forces between good and evil fighting against each other in your body. And that caused Mm. epilepsy. In a lot of Brazilian communities, it was believed that epilepsy, as well as other neurological diseases, are actually caused by the spirits of animals who you killed. So if you were a hunter and you killed an animal, then they could take revenge on you by inhabiting your body and causing these neurological disorders. That's so interesting. Where do people come up with these theories? I don't know, but I, I love it. Another theory came from a feminist scholar from first wave feminism. So way back in feminist history by a woman named Matilda Jocelyn Gage. She theorized many of the women who were prosecuted in witch trials across history were from an ancient religion that worshiped the great goddess and great goddess is in capital great capital goddess. Got it. Thanks. So this is kind of like how I was saying like, oh, there were religions in the past that would be termed pagan. Like this would be a pagan religion if you were worshiping the great goddess in a society that was mainly Christian. And the Mm. theory of this religion comes from ancient religions in Mesopotamia and Antolia, which were very matriarchal societies. And societies where a goddess would be worshipped in comparison Mm. to mainly worshipping a god. So, like, one goddess example was is Mother Earth and, like, the different depictions of Mother Earth in religions and worshipping her. Um, And then there's also something that I thought was fun, that an archaeological site in the Palace of Knossos in Crete, which is exciting because I've been there and it's an awesome archaeological site. There's so much history there of Minoan culture, like super, super ancient Greek culture, like way before the regular, the Greeks that we talk about where they found like a ton of female figurines that they think were worshiped. And that a lot of people in that culture, Barbie dolls, <laughs> Barbies. I don't know why that's where my head no, went. I, it makes a sense. bunch of female figurines. I was like, Ooh, Barbies, Minoan Barbies. But yeah, they think they worshiped women. There's a couple of theories being thrown around that there were ancient societies that were more matriarchal and worshipped women and that these um, like beliefs held true throughout various centuries. And there would be like groups of women who would worship goddesses as opposed to a god. And a lot of these women were often tried as witches for worshiping something out of the norm. And then another reason that witches were prosecuted so badly was actually because there's this book called the Malleus Maleficarum, which in English means the hammer of witches. This book was written by two men who detailed what a witch was, how to identify them, and then how to kill them. Oh, no. But here's what did they say? Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing they stated that witchcraft 
and magic had more in common with like the natural characteristics of being a woman and characteristics that quote unquote only women had, which made them more susceptible to being a witch. And their examples of these are one, women are more trustworthy and like open-minded. So they're more willing to hear the devil out, which leads to their destruction. Oh, okay. yep. Um, additionally, women have loose tongues, aka they mm. like to gossip, so they can't bear not teaching others dark magic. So it led to like the spread of witches in the community. And lastly, they said because women are so physically inferior to men that they seek out witchcraft to be able to conquer men and be stronger. Those those are their reasons. Honestly, those three things fully describe <laughs> me. I am too trusting. I am loose-tongued and I am physically <laughs> inferior to every man I've ever met. So you're a witch, is what you're telling me. Yeah, we already knew that, Charlotte. Keep up. <laughs> um, but you can just tell this book is very misogynistic. It's saying like all oh, women are are witches because it's inherently part of them. Okay, bro, chill. But literally this book was a hit. Like people loved it. According to history.com, the book sold as the top selling book in Europe for a hundred years. What? The only book that sold more copies was the Bible. Was the Bible? Yeah. 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 The Bible's always up there on the top sellers list, which is crazy. It's not like it's changed. Like who <laughs> who's buying the Bible for? Yeah, this book was huge and it was like a major reason there was like even a greater increase in witches being prosecuted because now there was like a manual that people could look at and be like, this says that you're a witch because of this, this, and this. So I have to report you now. Yeah, wait, what was it called again? How to catch a witch? <laughs> no, it's called the oh. Malleus Maleficarum, which is the hammer of witches. Kind of makes me like them squashing a witch. Oh my God. Why did I think it was called How to Catch a Witch? <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it is, though. All right. And then the last reason that I want to talk about for why people were executed as witches was interestingly, someone theorized that it's because the rise of capitalism throughout history, which I was like, what? It always uh, comes back to capitalism, man. <laughs> yeah, so after the Black Death, which is like the <laughs> biggest plague in history in the 1300s, which I, other than the pandemic we're in, I find infectious disease extremely interesting. The Black Death is super interesting, and the Black Death's effects on society were huge, huge, and they like yeah. spread. It was, they're insane to read about. And one thing was that. So many people died. So many people died. And there wasn't, when the plague was over, the pandemic ended, there was not enough peasants left in the world to maintain the workforce that existed beforehand. Oh. So a lot of peasants would like leave their posts and just go pick up a farm where someone died and make it their own farm and grow these like successful <laughs> businesses. Oh no. <laughs> they arrived and they were like, anyone here? Anyone here? No. <laughs> All right, I live here now. Exactly. But what they found is like more people were running their own businesses, but there was less of a workforce in society. So over the centuries, as like society started to get bigger, they found that you need a large workforce to work together. Like everyone can't just be having their own little business and not needing anybody else. And 
like surviving on their own because people like grow their own crops. And so they didn't have to go to the market to buy their own crops anymore because now they like were able to own their own. So they figured out late, like pretty quickly that we need more people in the world because we need people to work for us so that we can exchange money and build an economy. So they were like, how do we create more people? How do we incubate humans? Women, women are the answer. We need women's only job to be to reproduce. Basically, when witch laws and hunts became like this big thing, people were like, oh my God, this is perfect. Now we can like make women fear being accused of a witch if they don't do what we want them to do. That is very interesting. Hashtag Um, good girls go bad. (laughs) Additionally, any practice that like delayed or prevented reproduction was also deemed witchcraft, which brings us to the healers, Mm. the midwives, and the wise women of this time and their connection to witchcraft. Mm. Wise women, healers, and midwives have been roles that women have played throughout history, throughout society. We've talked about how women are the healers. Women are beside women while they give birth. Women pass down various herbs and recipes and cures throughout their families, so on and so forth. And this is no different in Renaissance Europe, which is basically when all switch stuff is happening, where women were healers who used different herbs, different ointments, or prayers to care for their patients and for their families and for their communities. And the medicine they used were, was usually whatever the earth offered. It would be plants, it'd be animal parts, minerals, waters, whatever they could find put together that would somehow fix someone's ailment. And many of these practices were not official. It's not like you would go to school to be a healer. You would just kind of learn it on your own or be passed down generationally. So maybe if your mom was a healer, then you would be a healer because you would like be working with her while growing up. And then you would take over that profession because you would have learned so much throughout the years. Right. And these women were extremely important to their communities because they were well-known in their communities. They knew the people. They were able to heal them, especially in small communities or rural communities where as doctors began to grow, they didn't really make it out there quite yet. These women were really successful. But of course, of course, physicians saw this as a threat. They were like, no, we're the only people who can practice medicine. Women cannot do that which is a theme we have seen many times over and over again. Right. But specifically, the women who are doing this must be witches, what they said. Like, they're healing outside of the norm now, because now the norm Mm. for medicine is being a physician and going to school and for two years, but, you know, going to school and being a physician, practicing in hospitals and having all these things. So if you're not doing that and you are instead using your own recipes and your own, like, knowledge that doesn't come from this one source and you must be a witch. Um, It also doesn't help that many women were illiterate despite their immense healing skills. So to remember a lot of the ingredients to their remedies, they would create them into a rhyme or they would sing it. Oh no. (laughs) Which sounds a lot like a spell or like an incantation, you know? Yeah, totally. Super cool and interesting. I was like, wait, I really like that. That's so interesting. Because it makes sense. Like if you can't read or write, then how are you going to remember like that? Oh my God, this combination worked and Johnny was healed. You know, like (laughs) Johnny. Gotta put put into like a song or something. I don't know. So it makes sense. So healers were out. The healers and the wise women of the communities who held on this medical knowledge passed on through generations, no more. Could not do that. What about midwives? 
midwives were also a common target. So midwives and midwifery now in today's time, midwifery is something you would go to school and learn about. But once again, in older times, you just kind of learned that on your own. It wasn't like there was like a central midwives association or something like that. (laughs) Cute. (laughs) Yeah. And these women, of course, had like a lot of knowledge on female anatomy, on infertility, on pregnancy, on childbirth, et cetera. And they were often very close to families and communities because they'd be coming to multiple births. They would be seeing like, who's the father of the birth, hearing all the drama. They knew all the ins and outs of everything that was happening in people's like sexual lives and in their affairs, everything. So when something would go wrong during a childbirth, it was always the midwife to blame because they were there. They knew everything was going on. They had their mm. hands like in the sexual areas. They were the first to touch the baby. So if something happened to the baby, it was a midwife because I was the first one to touch the baby. So obviously she's a witch. Mm. And when you think of like witch stories, it does come up a lot that like witches steal babies or they cause illnesses True. upon babies. They're like, they give babies to the devil, like as a way to worship the devil or to give an offering. Um, and this comes from the idea that midwives were witches. That's so interesting and true. I, yeah. And then additionally, if a midwife performed an abortion, this also was thought of witchcraft because you were like casting evil spell within the uterus to cause an abortion. So it makes sense that midwives were the brunt of a lot of these accusations. Not that I think it's right that they were, but it makes sense that they'd be like, oh, the baby's ill after being born. The first person to touch it was the midwife. And some legends even say that midwives would steal like parts from the birth. So they would steal the umbilical cord. They'd steal the placenta. They would steal, which I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently when babies are born, they have like a layer of amniotic fluid like on their head. Yeah. Or women. Midwives would steal that. These were all products like very closely aligned with life and like newborn life. They would use them to make potions. Oh, interesting. Ew. Placentas are, um, they are, they're weird. They're really weird. weird. They're weird. They weird me out. They're weird to hold. They are squishy. I've never held one. (laughs) They're squishy. They're very squishy. It does. I mean, they're incredible. And, uh, you know, they kept a baby alive for nine months, but, uh, I wouldn't want to keep one in a jar in my bedroom. Oh, gross. Yeah. No, big no, big no for me. Yeah. So midwives not faring well either. Also a lot, like I said, there wasn't like a training, a midwifery school. A lot of it was just based on like natural remedies and what they knew about childbirth. And since, you know, a lot of people are giving birth in the homes, not in hospitals, they don't have advanced medical care. A lot of babies would die during births or women would die. It was just the risk that comes with childbirth at that time. But if there was a community where a lot of women were dying, then they would start to suspect foul play. They're like, hmm, my midwife spent a lot of births where a lot of people have died. Oh, interesting. Which gotta be a witch. Throughout history, the people who were tried were almost always women. There were men who were tried, but not even close to the proportion of the women that were tried. And of the women who were tried, so many of them were tied to medicine in some way, whether it was like epilepsy or just being a healer and having knowledge and knowledge that was vaster than the knowledge that maybe the male physicians had, or they were stepping out of society in ways they shouldn't have. And 
this all led to using witchcraft as a way to get rid of these women. Mm. But what about today? What, what, how is witches or how is magic, like magical healing relevant today? One thing I did want to mention is Wicca, which because I've never known a lot about Wicca, but I've heard of it. Ma'am, what is Wicca? Okay, you don't know anything about Wicca is an official religion in the United States and Canada. And it's a religion of witches. Like a what? modern religion. Oh, that's why you said that. I was like, what is this woman on? Yes, yes. It's really interesting. I was reading the website, like I was reading your official website. They make it very, very clear. They're not connected to the devil in any way, shape, or form. They do not worship the devil. They're not part of the satanic church. They actually say, in order to worship the devil and to have the devil in your realm of your life, you would have to be Christian. Like if you were to worship the devil, you would have to be a part of some other religion. I guess not only Christianity, but some religion that has a good and a bad and you're worshiping the bad of that religion, you know? Yeah. And they're saying as Wicca, we do not believe in Christian beliefs. Like we are our own religion. We do not worship an evil, like spirit, God, whatever. Um, their religion is very focused on the earth and connecting with the earth and using the earth to give back to communities and taking care of the earth. Um, honestly, the website was so cute. It's so like homely. Like <laughs> they have this book of shadows, which is where you write your spells and potions and herbs and remedies and things like that in it. But it says I was really commonly asked questions page. And someone asked like, where do I get my book of shadows? And they were like, we do not sell, like we do not profit off of these things. We encourage you to go to a thrift store and find an old notebook, find a notebook with recycled paper in it. And I was like, so cute. Like, Aww, what? cute. And then also people who practice Wicca, the practice mostly focuses on meditation and prayer. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of centering yourself, like with the earth, with yourself. And it's, yeah, so it's, it's kind of cute. And their mission is to not do harm. So I think that's just kind of calling back to like, if you're a witch, then you're trying to harm someone. They're saying, no, we're witches, but we're not trying to harm people. We're here to help people. So there are some witches in today's society. There, there's also healing magic in today's society. So um, healing energy can be woven by the Reiki practitioners of Japan. And incantations can be spoken by the rabbi in Judaism. So there's like healing energy that can be used through various cultures to channel into patients. And some healing magic can be conveyed like through chanting and dancing and drums and different motions that can cause a spirit or whatever God you believe in to bring this healing power into you, through you and into the patient and heal them. Those are things that are like not in the past, like practices that happen today. And I find this super interesting in like how healing magic is perceived today because you often hear terms like witch doctor, like that person's a witch doctor. It often refers to things like alternative practices or natural forms of medicine, forms of medicine people are unfamiliar with. You'll hear people just be like, oh, the witch doctor will like help you with that. Or even honestly, like witches used for any women people don't like, like any woman people do not like. So if it's a woman doctor, they'd be like, oh, that witch. And it's funny because so many articles I read about witches and the misogyny behind it would be like, if you Google any female politician's name, witch will pop up next to her, like every single time. That's so crazy, but I believe it. Yeah. Such a derogatory term, 
to, for women. Um, so interesting. So there's like people saying which doctor stay isn't like a negative thing for you to use a more natural or alternative form of medicine that would be more like spiritual. But what's funny is that there is faith healing in Christianity in some sects of the religion where you like go into church and different faith healers from the community will lay their hands on you and heal you. Oh, but that's not witchcraft. Exactly. It's so interesting because like, it's exactly, exactly like other religions and other practices that call on their God or whoever their deity is to give them healing powers. But in Christianity, it's not seen as witchcraft, even though Christianity massacred women across centuries and so many women died. So interesting food for thought. Um, unsure thought process behind it. I find it fascinating. I wonder if healing powers actually works. I don't know, but um, yeah, so there are some like healing powers in today. Um, and then lastly, I want to throw in a fun little, fun little bit about healing magic in like modern pop culture and literature, like Harry Potter, but you know, has so many, <laughs> so many witches that we love so much. Any, the- any excuse to bring up Harry Potter and <laughs> Charlotte is here for it. Yes, always. Just because I just rewatched all the movies last couple of days. Um, but in the movies, in the books, you see like a lot of magical healing. You see the bone regrowth por- potion that um, Harry uses to regrow his arm or like when Luna casts a spell to fix his broken nose. And if you read the books, they talk about the hospitals and the healers who are often women in the hospitals there that use magic to heal people, um, which is so interesting. And also I'm reading the Throne of Glass series right now. The character is currently being healed by magic. And it's so interesting to think about how this magic they're using through someone who worships a female goddess and is given the healing power can go to heal someone. So these like ideas throughout history, they bring into like modern culture today. And I always think like, wow, it'd be so amazing if we had magic to heal people. Why were people so afraid of it before? Like, I don't understand. That's so true. Lisha, can you think of any references to magic and healing? I think they just come up in a lot of fantasy-esque movies, shows, books, etc. I think think because so many people don't buy into magic as a healing power, like in reality, they really only have a space – in fantasy content Mm -hmm. to be mainstream yeah i agree you know yeah but it would be dope if it if it could all exist i mean i know how great would that be could heal someone like that i know i think we'd all we'd all have magic class instead of medical school oh that'd be my dream my dream (laughs) oh so over time Women and witches and healing have a complex history. They're intermixed a lot and led a lot of destruction and pain, honestly, throughout history. Like witches really quickly became the scapegoat term for women, for women who don't fit into society, and also like a weapon used to take down women who were becoming too powerful or too strong for a patriarchal society. So it's an interesting history to look through. It's all I have for you today. And I'm excited to talk about some of the things in it you'd like to, Alicia. Yeah, I'd love to. Yay, let's do it.
on witches. They're interesting. They mm-hmm. always, I feel like they are so closely entwined with women that I never think about witches without thinking about like stereotypical women. Oh, yeah. Because uh, honestly, they like, because I think there are just different words to describe stereotypical men who quote unquote like practice magic like they're just wizards mm-hmm. or like other other things yeah but also like when you think of a wizard or like a warlock it's not a negative connotation no no they're seen as like mystical and like cool yeah yeah like other world worldly and like i want to know more about you um but i think just a couple highlights from what we talked about that really stuck with me the idea that witches are associated with doing harm, that's like something salient about them, um, that this one really hit me, that 9 million women were estimated to be killed and yeah. that it's sometimes called the women's holocaust. Holy cow. Like, I know. That, it was like a straight up genocide in a way. But that was just such a large number of people and we never talk about that that is mm-hmm. not so i've never heard that term that's like I never know. brought up so i thought that was really f- fascinating and heartbreaking yeah um i was very intrigued by the top selling book of the <laughs> 1600s how to catch a witch um <laughs> That one was interesting. I loved the like salient features of like women are gullible, they're gossipers, and they want to conquer men. And that's like mm-hmm. the perfect trio to become a witch. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people that I know. I am a witch. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a lot of people that I know uh, satisfy those three yeah. things. And, and like so it said, it's like a lot of characteristics that inherently or like women have which i don't want to generalize women yeah a lot of women do have those characteristics is that supposed to be bad well i know and i'm also just like um well i also know people who identify as men like that do yeah. this too that fit exactly all of these three <laughs> and like they're all witches too i guess we're gonna form our own coven i know uh but the last thing that i just thought was interesting and i actually wrote it down but then you ended up saying it was that the through line of all of this was just that anyone who healed outside the norm or lived outside the norm was made a scapegoat in the eyes of people who held power in whatever mm-hmm. community that was. And I literally wrote down scapegoats in all capital. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um, it really says something that these women were trying to do the best thing for the community, even if they didn't have the right education for it, if they didn't know what was going on, like a lot, a lot of women still died in childbirth, things like that, but they were trying to do good, which I guess I, you can see in people who try and do good and try to try new things and set new standards. And people are always so like abrasive to it. And like, no, you can't do a new thing. You can't do something like that. We're not used to that. We don't understand. Even if you're doing it for a good reason, like it's bad. I think that's kind of probably where it falls through a lot. How much I found fascinating. And also I had this fun thing that I found like at the, like after I finished writing the episode, I was still reading stuff and I was like, I have to mention this, but I have no idea where to put it. So I'm putting it right here. Um, so one thing that witches would be accused of a lot, making men impotent, <laughs> they would make their penises <laughs> disappear. And it was claimed that, or that witches would often put the penises in a nest in a tree. 
Oh God! <laughs> I just had to Where do these that. things? Who makes up these things? Like I don't know. It's so good though. It's kind of like ridiculous things. Like um, I will never forget in the Flabancer an episode about the men doing the chance so that they can have an erection. <laughs> love those chants those chants are uh, so funny but god forbid some woman has a rhyme to remember a spell yes, and that's literally. not okay like that's not a spell like trying to get your penis up how is that not a spell but i'm just trying to like make sure you don't have an infection on your wound and that's a spell <laughs> like are you kidding me the injustice okay cool so moving on so in terms of the word witch it's obviously a very misogynistic word throughout history taking root like 500 years ago or more and continuing today and i alicia can you think of like in today's society are there any equivalent terms of perception of women that are inherently misogynistic when they really shouldn't be um a couple that came to mind kind of had a sexual connotation or like a promiscuous mm-hmm. connotation mm-hmm. so i feel like words like skank slut mm-hmm. just like derogatory terms that are associated with women who are quote-unquote promiscuous or mm-hmm. things like that i feel like are associated with women in negative ways and then a word that came to mind when thinking about which was like sometimes people called women like oh hag like that old hag mm-hmm. kind of just like a curmudgeonly woman but not like a cute curmudgeonly woman like a mean curmudgeonly yeah. woman which is how witches were represented perceived too. yeah and even when we think about like popular culture and like the costumes that witches wear i was literally like, gonna say that the yeah. faces like they always have like a really big like mole on their face which is perceived as ugly like a blemish yeah. Oh, that was the other thing, too, that I remembered is witches, they're sometimes associated with a sign. Mm -hmm. You have some kind of, like, animal part as part of your body. Like, you have, like, a beak or you have some kind of weird eyes or, like, some kind of, like, mark on your body that says you're a witch. Mm -hmm. Or even spots, if you would have different, there are these, I'm pretty sure. Like, if you're green? Yes, also (laughs) that astute comment well i was also just thinking about so there are these things called cherry angiomas i mm-hmm. don't know if you know what those are yeah. i know what those are but for the audience cherry angiomas are just these like little red spots that kind of show up they can show up anytime in your life and they're benign they don't do anything they're not a big deal but sometimes when women would have them people who suspected that those people those women were witches they would check their bodies for signs quote-unquote signs Mm. of them being witches and a cherry angioma was considered like a sign that that person was a witch so there's like marks that are associated with it yeah that's true it's funny you said hags as a term for like women in like a derogatory way because there's this podcast which i've yet to listen to but i follow my instagram and it's called hags that's the name of the podcast like have a great summer no as in hags (laughs) oh (laughs) Feminism for everyone. And their like little thing is deconstructing how society values gender. New episodes every other Tuesday. Oh, oh cool. And their Instagram's really cute because they'll talk about like episode has some term they deconstruct. Their 220th episode, which is the most recent one, was the word like mortified. So I need to check out that podcast, but everyone else check it out too for other words that mis- misportray yeah, so women. Cool. 
And also where that I've seen of and that it's very like dual in its meaning for men versus women, such as like witch or warlock or witch or wizard is bossy, which people talk about a lot, but like, oh. you know, being a boss as a man, you're like, oh, you're like your boss. Like, it's like a good thing. Like, but if you're bossy as a woman, sometimes men call each other. Boss. Yeah, exactly. Like they'll be like, hey, boss. Yeah. And I'm like, what is yeah. this? But if you're like boss as a woman, you're, you know, you, you're strong and you're a leader and you're. You're getting things done and telling people what needs to be done, but that's termed as bossy. But if a man's doing it, then they're the boss. Um, anyway, moving on to our last question, little funsies. Do you, Alicia, believe in magic or magic and healing? I don't think I believe in like overt magic, but I think there, you know, when you said that and I, you sent me this question, then I was thinking about it and you also were talking about key, I think it was from like Japan. Yeah, yeah. I have heard of this. I even watched, there was this like episode on Netflix of Gwyneth Paltrow's like, oh my God, yeah, company doing some stuff. But I definitely watched the episode on Reiki and I can't say I wasn't intrigued. Mm-hmm. It was just so interesting because I, the whole idea is that like you have energy fields and other people have energy fields. And if you're able to have people's energy fields reacting in a certain way, they can be healing, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating because I think we do this in small ways. For example, like just like emotional energy. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people can get behind is like, oh, I don't want to spend a lot of time with this person. They're a downer and it brings yeah. me down. Yeah. Like that's that's very normal, mm-hmm. at least the way we see it. And so I don't understand why that couldn't apply to physical energies as well. Yeah. Um, because the way that you portray yourself and like your energy rubs off on other people. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the way your energies interact can definitely be healing. Yeah. And I just find that to be very interesting. But the way that Reiki does it is like, it's like a very visceral reaction. So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty interesting, actually. And I think it's worth like looking into if. That's something you were just like curious about to learn yeah. about because it's pretty Maybe cool. Maybe I'll go watch that Goop episode after this. Yeah, I am always like, I wish magic was real. I'm such a fantasy lover, have been forever. I would love magic to be a part of my life. But when it comes down to it, I think there are things we don't know about the world and there's no reason to not say something exists, especially when it comes to healing because miracles happen a lot in medicine there's things that happen in medicine. There's um, like unexpected cures and just things that don't go how they're planned, but in a good way. And it's why, how other forces we do not understand in the world. There are all these ancient practices that people still use today. You know, even talking about like acupuncture and which we talked about many episodes ago and like the different routes that energy flows throughout your body that could be considered magic at a period of time that you're manipulating those energies with needles in your body. Who's to say like practices we think are magical now won't be scientifically proven in the future. So I think magic's like a very scape, another scapegoat term of like things we don't understand, things that are not normal in our society now. We don't really know what to do with them. So they seem like very mystical and foreign to us until we understand them better. We can like integrate them more into our society. Then they're viewed less magical then. True. Very interesting. Yeah. Interesting take. Yeah. I love magic, as you know. I think about this a lot. <laughs> I know. You do love magic. I too love magic, but not as much as you do. <laughs> um, yeah, but if you if you believe in magic or not or want to contemplate these things with us some more, <laughs> then 
go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on any app you want. We really don't care which app you subscribe on. We just want you to be come back every other week and listen and talk with us because it's so fun. And then also, if you have the time and the energy, please leave us a rating and review and Apple Podcasts is just the best place to do that. Yes, and you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All the things. All the places. And you can check out our website for more information, show notes, merch, etc. And that is fromscrutscrubs.com. And lastly, here is to the women who fought for us to be where we are today. All the witches who came before us. The witches. May we do the same for those who come after us. Yay! Yeah. Welcome Yay. back to season three, everyone. So excited. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah.